0: Hello and welcome to Women in Pop, the podcast. My name is Danielle De Porto, and just before I introduce today's guest, exciting news, issue 5 of Women and Pop magazine is complete and it's on its way to the printers now. It will be in the shops in November. So stay tuned to our social media to find out who is featured in the issue and of course, who our cover star is. You can also subscribe and get your issue before everyone else. Just go to womenandpopcom slash subscribe. Now onto today's show, we're super excited to have on the show today the always incredible Yves Caritas. It's a very auspicious day. Eve's first appeared on the music scene back in 2015 with the release of her first EP before changing her name and then re-emerging in 2017 with a trio of pretty incredible singles. I'm sure you've heard them. They include Further Than The Planes Fly and Couch. That's our editor's personal fave, by the way. And today she has released her debut album, Summer Skin. It's absolutely magnificent. Eve's hello and welcome to Women of Pop. It's really cool to get you on on the day that your big debut album launches. Thank you so much. So how does it feel waking up on a day like today? It's bigger than Christmas. It doesn't even come once a year. It's once in a lifetime.
1: Yeah, it's been something that I've been thinking about pretty much my whole life. So I don't think it's really sunk in.
0: Yeah, me. you seem very chill and relaxed. <sighs> how long do you think it's going to take you to get this all sinking in?
1: I don't know if it will ever sink in, I think it will be one of those things that doesn't feel what I expected it to feel like.
0: Huh, that's interesting. Because, of course, it's it's not your first big break. You had that massive EP as Eve's The Behaviour back in 2015. What was that experience like? How does that compare with now?
1: That was... I guess that was different. That, that only had, like, four tracks on it. Whereas this, I've been working on this for about two and a half years. And... It's It signifies such an important time of my life. It feels like a, a nice little full stop on that era in my life, actually. Like, it's nice for me to be able to kind of let go of a few of those things that I went through. I was living in London and now I can kind of psychologically progress. Well,
0: it's a psychological unshedding, and as well, you've, mm. you've gone back to who you are. More really, I mean, Eve's Caritas as opposed to Eve's The Behaviour. Can you tell me about that whole transition, that shedding of the skin? Do you feel like you're getting to the centre of who you are?
1: Yeah, I mean, when I, after I put out the Eve's The Behaviour EP, I, uh, I toured it and then it was obviously going super well, but I always had like, I don't know, like a niggling urge in me to move overseas and I'd made the decision based on a personal choice rather than a career-based choice. I just felt like I needed to challenge myself and so yeah, I kind of packed everything up and moved to London at the end of 2015 and that was such a process and a journey for me because it was the biggest thing I'd ever done and I didn't really know anyone over there so it was just challenging
0: to say the least <laughs> but i've grown so much but i mean you are an artist so personal decisions really do bleed into the professional decisions don't yeah. they
1: and in itself it being like a challenging time in my life sh- has shaped like what the album sounds like cuz the album to me is all about kind of positivity and empowerment and that was me just figuring out how to deal with being in a challenging situation I was like well I could crumble or I could just face this head on and deal with it and I realized that I was a really positive person in those moments because I was like oh wow I can actually rise to these challenges so you think that
0: being knocked down maybe shows you what you're made of you encourage people to embrace that stuff
1: yeah challenge themselves (laughs) don't be afraid of going into a situation where you might get knocked down that's what I'd say
0: that's awesome. I did, I did read thoroughly about all your travels around the world. I understand that they inspired you directly and possibly you were inspired by another artist without even realising. Joni Mitchell, I understand she mm. was a big part of your formative years becoming a musician and of course she speaks about all those self-discovery things, those world travel things, what that teaches you about yourself. Yeah,
1: Joni has been in my life as an artist and inspiration and just general voice of reason since I was about 12. I, I've i been listening to her, especially Blue and Hajira, for, yeah, over 10 years now, and those records don't get old. Every time I listen to them, I hear something new and it just kind of heals my heart.
0: <laughs> Who are your other feminist icons, like in the industry, personally? And is there anyone out there today that you think embodies things that those epic rock stars of the golden era did well it's funny
1: I had to write uh, like a love letter to a record the other day and I wrote it to Taylor Swift's Fearless album which I discovered when I was 15 and almost in retrospect have kind of just realized how much that album was one of my first introductions to like like an empowered feminine perspective because that whole album is about just like protecting your heart and not believing what boys or other people tell you about yourself. Just focusing on your dreams, et cetera. So that was kinda nice for me to like look back and realise how much the album shaped my perspective on love and like you can be a
0: hopeless romantic but not be careless. I feel like I'm getting a sense of your heart and your mind and how that goes into the songwriting, but of course you also play some instruments and I understand technically you can you could do some producing. How significant has this been in accelerating accelerating your career? How much synergy do you get from having mm. all those skills?
1: Uh, it was a really important um decision of mine when I moved to London to take a step back from like releasing music straight away because I wanted to learn about production and I have always been playing guitar and piano since I was little, but I kind of got introduced to the world of synths around 2015. I spent some time in Sweden and just like I had a friend over there who just taught me all about synths and then, yeah, I was in London and I taught myself how to use Ableton and, yeah, it was just really important to me to be in charge of that area and not feel like my work and my art and feelings were in someone else's hands, like so just... I didn't just want to go into a studio and let someone else shape how things sounded. I needed to be able to do that myself, and um, yeah, that that's definitely given me a
0: confidence I never had. And what kind of environment do you create for yourself to work in?
1: Well, I I like writing the most when I'm busy or jet lagged, which is quite often. And so when you're a little bit off center, maybe yeah, yeah. I can't just have like a blank day with nothing on. And it just, it's actually a recipe for disaster for me because then I start overthinking.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've lived and worked in a lot of cities around the world. What are your observations about sort of similarities and differences? Like what does travel teach you about women, working women, artists, music, sort of growing up life? Like... I know we have things to learn from the world.
1: Yeah, well, when I was in London and I started doing sessions for Summer Skin, um, one of the... Actually, the very first session I did was with uh, a girl called Stella Musgawa, who's the drummer of a band called Warpaint. And I met her through a mutual friend and she is, like... She has some additional production on my record. She co-wrote a couple of songs with me and it was just so cool for me to start working on this album with another woman because I hadn't done that before either. Like, it's so sad to say, but I just have never had the opportunity or never been put in a room where there's another girl there. So working with Stella just kind of blew my mind because she's such a pro and she's an incredible drummer and she just approaches everything from her own angle and doesn't take anyone else's ideas about how she should operate in music she just does what she wants to do and I learned a lot from her in that area but she's Australian but she lives in LA but she was in London and it's just kind of nice because it kind of gave me this kind of role model situation where I was like you can be worldly and you can hop around and just work on your art and be a boss about it like that's what she's doing
0: and that's beautiful. It all comes down to the people at the end of the day. It yeah. doesn't matter where you are, it's who you're around, right? Yeah, totally. That's really sweet. I like that. Um, so tell me about this album. What are your favourite songs? Personally, our editor of the magazine, he is obsessed with Couch. I love Further Than The Planes Fly. It's super mm. exotic. What are you really most excited about people hearing? I know, of course, these are already out, but yeah, what's what's that one you've been waiting for people to hear and ask you about?
1: Well, I mean, Feather Than The Planes, and Couch are two of my favourites, but probably the one I've been waiting the most for people to hear is Wildest Ones, which is the album Closer, and it was the last song I wrote for the album as well. It just, for me, sums everything up perfectly. It's kind of just about putting everything you have out there and just taking a chance and feeling empowered in that vulnerability.
0: I think we need to listen to it right now, guys. What do you reckon? Here is Wildest Ones off the fantastic album Summer Skin. We're gonna be the wildest ones You could possibly dream So now that we're uh, fully ensconced in the seminal moment, this amazing moment that we're here in now, let's take it back to where it all began. Tell me about growing up. You were raised in Cairns, moved to Brisbane at a young age, back and forth from Melbourne a little bit. Yeah. Tell me about your family environment. I understand your sister had a, had a moment that actually ended up being an epiphany for you. Yeah. Why, why, why don't you tell the listeners what I'm talking about?
1: Yeah, well, I... I've always been musical, uh, I guess because my dad's musical, but for me, one of the like, biggest sources of inspiration and influence I've had in my life is um, just kind of witnessing firsthand the power of music in bringing people together and making people feel confident and empowered. I keep using that word, but it's sort of the theme of the day.
0: Hey, it's the theme of the year, <laughs> <It's> women's empowerment. <laughs> yeah, but because
1: my oldest sister has a learning disability. Um, which is something that she's, you know, struggled with her whole life and she's 28 now but um, just went through life feeling unwelcome pretty much and for her, music was always the opposite. It was where she kind of went to feel like she belonged and I always, always witnessed that with her and with myself too. Like, I wasn't the most popular person in school but, like, Music made me feel like I belong to a community or something. Pump so, you up. <laughs> yeah, that's always just been my biggest inspiration, I guess. I just, I want to be a part of making people feel like that. Um, and my sister, yeah, she just loves music and it helps her overcome her fears. And
0: So, yeah, tapping into to stuff that makes you feel really empowered and passionate, I guess, kind of makes everyone else's judgment and ideas of what's cool and not cool fade away. Mm-hmm. And I know that I feel like you're kind of, you've gone through that transition yourself. I know when you were writing in London, you used to sit in cafes and lie about what you did. You say no. you're a graphic designer. Yeah. And now are you out and proud? You're not ashamed to sort of say, yeah, this is what I'm doing and yeah. here I am.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think at that time, there there's always that fear of like, if I don't have anything to, to show for what I'm doing or what I say I'm doing, like no one's going to believe it. I think maybe that comes from being a woman as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, you always feel like you have to prove yourself. Okay. And something that, that just makes me think of was uh, when my mum told me once, I was probably 14 and I was like going through a rough patch at school and she just like sat me down one day and she's like, you don't have to prove anything to anyone. And I remember when she told me that and it just kind of lit this light bulb in my head and I was like, what? Like, I never even contemplated that I didn't have to prove something to anyone. And that kind of changed my life. So thanks, mum. That's awesome. Yeah, it kind of goes hand in hand with what I was just saying. It's like, sometimes that still resides in me, that fear of like, oh, I don't have something to show for it. So I might as well not say it because no one's going to believe it or take me
0: seriously. I feel like there's such a tension with... um. Society, especially to young women, telling you that you've got to be all these things, but at the same time, you've got to be really humble. Mm. And there's such a tension to feel like yeah. you're confident and out there and putting out your energy and at the same time not getting knocked back for being so self-possessed yeah. and, and not needing other people's validation. Like, How do you struggle with that tension and, and how do you think that you get that through in your music?
1: It's definitely something that has been on my mind for a couple of years like how do I how, how do you correctly apply confidence to yourself and your art and at the end of the day I think it's when you stop worrying about am I being confident in the right way that that's what you should be doing you should just just be confident be proud I think it's it's in pride that is probably the best way of just not worrying about what anyone else thinks.
0: What do you think we can all be doing to support each other, to help each other along this path?
1: I would say ask questions, be interested. I think that's something that I've always struggled with growing up is like that tendency that women have to be competitive with each other. And the minute I stopped and was like, why am I doing this? And just was like, oh, I have all these incredible friends who are women and doing incredible things, and you still often ask them about it. It's like, wow, we can all be successful. Everyone just does their own thing. There's no, like, small pool that only, like, a select few can do well, you know?
0: It's a big world, and there's opportunity for everybody if we let them, right? Mm -hmm. I like that. And So I want to get back to the music writing process because... uh, There was a a phrase that I came across reading up on you that that interested me, whisper singing. Mm. Can you tell me what this is about? (laughs) Oh, yeah.
1: Well, When I first moved to London, I was in like a a share house that was really small, but there were a lot of people in it. And I guess it was that same thing. It was like no one really knew what I – well, they knew what I did, but I didn't want to be loud about it. So I would like sit in my room and just like kind of whisper into the microphone and sing. But funnily enough, that actually – became an aesthetic choice later down the line because it sounded good.
0: It does, yeah. You that Joni Mitchell again, coming through with yeah. the, the smoky vocals. Mm. Do you think that having that little secret squirrel environment and doing things sort of square, like pocketed away, do you yeah. think that makes it a bit more special and magic? Are you worried that you're going to lose some of that magic in the songwriting process now that you're sort of a, a big mm. star about <laughs> to do another big tour? Uh, look,
1: there are... Lots of ways I approach songwriting. Um, It just depends on how I feel that day. Uh, It kind of changes. It ebbs and flows. But I love singing quietly and with intent. And that, yeah, I'm
0: never going to not do that. What have you noticed about the changes in the music industry in the last few years? I know it's pretty tough for you at the beginning when you were just one of a gaggle now mm. you've obviously got your own identity and then again a re- reformed identity now coming mm. back to your roots with uh with eve caritas do you think that things are improving because we're seeing a lot of change in the outside world and society mm. a lot of women demanding that you know this is the time for us to be at the table do you do you feel that that's coming through I mean, one of the biggest
1: changes I've seen in the music industry over the last few years is, like, the emergence of social media in defining a brand, like, your brand as an artist. And in some cases, you almost see, like, the brand being more important than the music, which is interesting. I wouldn't say it's a particularly negative thing because branding is so powerful and if you're someone who just stands for something really good that's kind of what people fall in love with and you can just kind of make music to go along with that and I think that's I think that's cool uh, but then there are people who aren't so good at branding it's tricky it is tricky whole, like branding versus being a writer artist
0: because there's so much potential personal power in being able to craft your own message, but then there's so much pressure at the same time, mm-hmm. isn't there?
1: Yeah, it's um, it's something that I've always struggled with. It's like, how do you just present yourself online? And I, like, I've always had that part of me that's like, can't the music just do the talking? But I don't think that's the case anymore. People want more than that. They want to like fall headfirst into this like three sixty world of your brand and your music and what you stand for. And uh, it's cool because it doesn't really matter what you look like anymore, even though you'd think it would given like the nature of social media. But there's such a pushback in that area. Even just like I read an article the other day, this is kind of off track, but on the whole like boob movement, Uh like just like boob, imagery on everything and it's kind of it's really empowering it's all over social media it's on tote bags you can buy like kettlebells apparently with like boobs drawn on them and stuff and it's like that's really cool but it's always like an imperfect idea of a boob which is amazing that it's like 2018
0: and we're democratizing the female body people (laughs) yeah we're doing it it's happening yeah so tell me about this upcoming Tour, you're gonna have your boobs out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, This tour, I'm super excited about actually because I'm going back to Cairns for the first time since I was like fourteen.
0: What? Why have you not been back since then? Well, I've been back. I just haven't played. Oh, there. to play? Yeah. How do you? Is it? Is it nervous? Exciting? Both? Is everyone coming? Yeah, I'm just excited because it's like uh,
1: people in Cairns are very loyal, so. It it'll just be a really nice moment, I think, to see people that knew me when I was young and used to play at, like the cafe on the water.
0: <laughs> do you think you're going to have a bit of nostalgia for that cafe on the water? Are you going to go down there do a little encore oh, set? Well, you know, what, maybe if yeah. it's still there. Guys, you heard it here first. Uh, we'll make sure we get it in the next issue of the magazine if you uh, if you go and attend. <laughs> <laughs> so, tell me about the tour. Um, how do you prep? For something like that, mentally, physically, emotionally, starting in February?
1: Yeah, February. And I'm sort of doing some cities I've never played headline shows in before, like Perth and Adelaide. Tour for me is all about just like putting across like positive feeling. I just try to have a good time and like I hope that people walk away having felt good things. Like that's my main intention at a show rather than... I don't know. I guess some artists are all about like getting super emotional and all also things like I just kind of jump around and have fun and uh, I want others to feel that too. It's an empowerment thing again.
0: Do you have a favorite part of the process like whether it's writing, recording, talking about your work, performing? I quite like the very
1: beginnings of writing. That stage is probably my favorite when things are just like rough concepts because like the way I write is through concepts I can't really they have to be concepts that mean something to me and I can write from personal experience but like I can't just start writing a song and not know what I'm writing about so I don't know it's like in establishing those concepts that I probably have the most fun just because it's like you can kind of go anywhere and
0: out of all of your work so do you have a favorite song that you've written a favorite inspiration writing process moment
1: yeah probably further than the planes fly that was like the concept of that song was just very clear to me when I first started writing it and then also the writing process I was going through like a particularly experimental phase like I wrote part of the chorus backwards and reversed it and that's how I got the melody oh cool because it's quite a strange melody. It
0: is. It's very international. It's a little mm. bit like Asian. It's, it's all over the place. And yeah. I really
1: like how exotic and yeah. enigmatic it is. Yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, I'm a bit frightened to like reverse it again
0: and hear what it was originally. But <laughs> I'm sure all the fans are going to be going to their laptops to do that now. <laughs> but let's, while they're doing that, let's listen to it here.
1: Oh, yes, that's my friendship.
0: So, Eve, love the track. Um, going back to the writing process, it sounds like you're working out ideas for yourself, sort of on paper through music. Are you ever writing for someone? Are you ever performing to someone? When you're in a record studio, is there ever someone front of mind that you're sort of singing at?
1: Uh I mean I would I don't think I have ever written for someone else in terms of trying to write for another artist that's something I'm like very interested in but when I write it's personal so I do think of like certain people in my life and it's like oh if I could like say certain things to you right now what would I say
0: and that's kind of a good way to start writing songs that's pretty empowering stuff too yeah it's like the theme of today yeah I like that I keep saying I like that. There you <laughs> go. I'm just a happy bunny because I woke up this morning and listened to the album. And like you said, it's really up and poppy. And I know that a lot of the topics are quite heavy, but I do like how you balance that out with melodies. And then the more chill mm. songs, you know, are more relaxed in the mind. Yeah. It is a fun journey. Thank you. Guys, if you want to be in a good, blissful state, listen to the album. It's out now. We know this. Um, So moving forwards, what are you excited about? From here I mean you've you've released your debut album, girl mm <laughs> it's happening. I honestly haven't thought about what happens after <laughs>
1: spent so so long thinking about what I need to do to get this
0: album out. Uh, who knows what do you most want people to take away from this album? I want people to
1: take away that this album like truly means a lot to me, like it comes from a real place, and it will forever be. A memory for me that is like one of the happiest memories of my life making this album and like the time and the people I spent
0: with at that time. Yeah. The lyrics are super personal. I feel like we kind of understand exactly what you're talking about, but it's in a way that it's relatable mm. to everyone. Do you have any favorite lyrics, any favorite lines? Well,
1: I was thinking about it last night. I was like, I. I think it's funny that the opening lyric is like kind of salty, you know, <laughs> but then the rest of the record is really lovely. Yeah. I think that's good because it kind of goes with how things went with me where like the start of the record writing process was me in like the end of a relationship and then I get into songs like Couch and Feather Than The Plains Fly and that was like when things started feeling anew again I met someone else and I would say favorite lyrics
0: uh that's such a tough question all of them all of them depending on the moment yeah that's yeah that's definitely an acceptable answer (laughs) so you mentioned you start off a bit salty then all the sweetness comes through do you think that that's how people have found you as an artist like maybe you defy their expectations you're like this pretty young pop star with a mm. with a sultry voice and then you're like hey actually like I can also produce and write instruments and I can travel the world on my own and I can make these things happen on, on, by myself.
1: Mm, I would hope so. I hope that that comes through in what I do.
0: I would say that that's that's what comes through in meeting you. That's cool. Thank so, you. <laughs> no my pleasure. So what about all the trappings um, now that you're sort of like out there in the world there's music videos there's interviews there's photo shoots like what do you think of all that stuff? Is it a bit of a head wreck as you are such a sort of introspective person? It can
1: get a little uh, hard to process sometimes, especially when it's an album that, yeah, was so near and dear to me. And then I actually really enjoy talking about it. I, I really like talking about this album and the experience I had making it. When it comes to like making videos and doing like photo shoots, that's always... Fun, but stressful.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I don't know why. Those things should be fun, but maybe you just need to be putting on the right music. Do they let you play the right music? That always helps. What game songs are your go-to game songs?
1: I mean, at the moment, it's like pretty much just Ariana Grande's Sweetener
0: album. (laughs) Been listening to that nonstop. So, if someone is about to go into a job interview, a stressful exam, whatever it is, what song do you reckon they should be playing for themselves first off that album? Successful. It's oh. about that. It's
1: just about feeling like successful and bigging up other women.
0: That's what that song is about. Mm. Boom. Love it. Okay, so Eve's auspicious day. You woke up this morning, your debut album is out. You've come here to talk to us. We're super honored. What's the rest of your day looking like? Tell us about the rest of today. The rest of today
1: is just going to be me talking more about this record
0: and smiling a hell of a lot. (laughs) I'm really interested to know what it's like when you get home, sit down on your bed and sort of breathe it in. Do you think you're going to write tonight?
1: No. No? No, not tonight. Tonight I need to just like have a bit of fun. Not that writing isn't fun, but... Just, just take an it, in. extracurricular fun. I think Ooh. just see some friends. There's nothing illicit about it.
0: <laughs> well, cheers to that. <laughs> and of course, everyone's going to be wanting to get their hands on this album, to get their hands on some tickets for your tour. Can you tell us how to do that? Remind us about the dates. So I'm going to Perth starting on the 14th of February, and then I'm going to
1: Adelaide, Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, and Cairns. You can get tickets at my website, evescuritas.com, and Download the album. Download my album, or you can stream it, or you can buy it at JB Hi-Fi.
0: I think we might get uh, tickets to go up to Cairns to see you in your home turf.
1: Yeah. I reckon that would
0: be a real powerful one.
1: Yeah. Beautiful venue as well
0: at the Tanks Art Centre. Beautiful. Well, Eve's really, really special to talk to you on this day um i'm a bit honored to like sit in the energy of this amazing moment for you Uh very grateful for your time this morning i know it's an early start and a long day so guys let's reward let's go out let's listen to the album it's a reward for yourselves trust me just leave you feeling fantastic really so guys tickets for the headline tour starting in february 2019 are on sale now as you just heard go to evecaritas.com and if you are listening to this podcast in the UK, Women in Pop magazine, Issue 4, is still on sale now with Taylor Swift on the cover. We know Eve's is a fan. We've also got interviews with Astrid S, Sigrid, Jack River, George Maple and Dami Im. Plus, we take a look back at the career of 1980s icon Kim Wilde. For everyone else, Issue 5 is coming very soon. It's a beautiful hard copy magazine. You want it on your mantelpiece? So keep an eye out on our Facebook, Instagram and Twitter for more info. You can also search "women and pop" or go to womenandpop.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Eves, and uh, we very much look forward to following your journey. Thank you so much.